What's up, everybody? Jordan here, back with another episode of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. And today's episode 471 of the show. And I'm talking today about switching to muscle gain from a fat loss goal, how you do it, why you should do it, and kind of how to phase your really your entire year for best success in fitness. Something a lot of people aren't doing enough is phasing their goals. You don't have to be a physique athlete, a pro bodybuilder, or anything competitive to need phasing. And a lot of times, a very common mistake I see is people staying in a weight loss goal forever, falling off, just kind of taking it easy, going vacation mode, if you will, and then gaining some weight back, needing to lose weight again, and kind of being in this forever cycle of just in shape, out of shape, in shape, out of shape, where in shape just means your level of leanness. Instead, I want to teach you today how to phase things a little bit better, which means including muscle gain phases, and I will talk about how to make that switch, some things you need to keep in mind in your head, in your eating habits, in your training, when you're switching from a fat loss phase to a muscle gain phase, and your year should contain both. Really honestly, this is an episode kind of inspired by my own fitness journey because I just switched a couple weeks ago from a fat loss goal to a muscle gain goal. Kind of just made the switch a bit intuitively, and I typically do that. My fat loss phase was about six weeks in length, and at that point started to feel a little bit of fatigue. In training, recovery was impaired. I really noticed that. Sleep was even disrupted, uh, and then motivation just kind of was going down over time. And those are some big signals it's time to leave a diet. The leaner you are, the shorter that time usually is that those things come about. If you have a lot of weight to lose, you might be able to go for 16 weeks, 20 weeks before you even see that happen. For me, it's 6 to 8. Sometimes 12 I can push to if I really want something and I'm motivated for it. Anyways, the switch to muscle gain feels so good. And that's kind of why I really want to make this episode to encourage you to make that switch if you haven't for a while. A few examples of how it just feels so good is just that training is so much better and recovery is just excellent. Just so much better compared to a fat loss phase. It's unreal. And when you really become tapped into your body's signals in training, like from recovery, pump, disruption, stimulus, all those different things you can start feeling in training, you really notice how much carbs and calories improve those things. For example, I did a safety squat bar 4x12 the other day where I worked up increasing weight each set in sets of 12, and that was just wrecking me for the past couple of weeks in a fat loss phase. Really was, um, really was pretty difficult. I was getting very, very sore. I would have a lot of lower back fatigue from that safety squat bar, which kind of challenges your core a little bit more. Um However, even just with one week of increased calories and carbs, more fuel for that session, more carbs and protein to recover from the session, I didn't get sore at all, not even a little bit. And I pushed that set of 12, got a PR, hit a set of 12 that was like RPE, if you know that scale, is perceived exertion of like 10 out of 10. It was a grinder and pushed to that intensity and still didn't get sore from it. I thought I was going to get sore walking up the stairs after, but didn't even get sore from it. Later in that week, I've been doing kind of like a density training type approach, which is something I can talk about in a later episode, which I was essentially just trying to get 
100 reps of an incline dumbbell press under 12 minutes. Um, and I was using like 80 something pound dumbbells for it, trying to get 100 reps in under 12 minutes. A little more difficult than it sounds. I was stuck at like 13, 14 minutes for the last couple of weeks. Hit 11 minutes easy, just able to pump out more reps just because of increased calories, not training anything else. Another thing I really noticed is because I've been including a little bit more low intensity zone two running in my training program in a fat loss phase that really hindered my recovery, which is why things like the leg days were hard to push through. And I got uh, recovery issues, got more sore, I think, because I was like overusing the legs and the running. It caused a lot of fatigue and maybe even contributed to the sleep disruptions. However, in muscle gain, just being able to increase calories, though that running actually starts helping recovery instead of hindering recovery. I have enough energy to get through it, and the actual like movement actually helps me recover better from the weights. So you're starting to get more benefit there as well. These are just a few ways that training has improved to where muscle gain feels good. Now, the weird side and the bad side and something that I kind of want to talk about today and teach you guys how to approach is there is kind of that awkward stage when you switch goals from weight loss to muscle gain where you don't really need a huge calorie increase, but you start burning tons of more energy. So your appetite shoots up like crazy. Your appetite's already high at the end of a fat loss phase because you're hungry, right? In a diet, when you switch over mindset wise and actual calorie wise to having more food, uh, your appetite goes crazy and you kind of want to go eat a thousand more calories than you were. But the truth is you might only need three or 400 more than you were eating. So like for me, I went from like 2,400 calories to 3000 calories. So it was about 600 calorie increase. And those calories will increase over time, probably another 500 to 800 calories over the course of this muscle gain phase, which is the nice point, the point that feels good. Right now though, calories aren't crazy high, but the appetite's crazy high. So there's this weird balance of you need to kind of control your eating still, even though mentally you're switching out of that disciplined diet mode. So all I did, I didn't change anything. I kept in all my diet food, my meal plans, kind of what I talked about last week, the things I had done every single day for the entire course of the diet. Kept all that the same, just made a few additions, um, which I just added in a bagel in the morning. So some maybe 50 grams of carbs, 10 grams of protein, uh, and then some more rice with lunch. So maybe another 40, 50 grams of carbs there. Um, once in a while, a little bit of liquid calories, like a little bit of juice, um, protein shake instead of whole food protein, that kind of thing. Otherwise, all diet food is exactly the same. The only thing I reduced from the diet food is a little bit fewer vegetables. So I would have like a big salad with lunch. Now it's more like the same lunch, just a little more rice minus a little bit of vegetables because I don't really need the stomach volume as much. So in the first couple of weeks, weight's up about two pounds, two and a half pounds, which is seems like a big jump, but it's pretty typical. You kind of get this initial spike of water weight and glycogen replenishment and, um, you know, just this initial surge of weight at first, and then it kind of plateaus out over time. That's the first thing to keep in mind as you make this switch, um, which is something I can talk about too, is to not 
be afraid of these big spikes because they will happen. Um, I, you know, ideally you just kind of need to put your head down and do the phase as it's written by yourself or a coach and not really worry about weight fluctuations because they will happen through the whole plan. So my plan personally for phasing, uh, my year and, you know, everything right now is to run this muscle gain phase for like 12 to 20 weeks. So anywhere from three months, so that's February, March, April, up to maybe five months. So that could go all the way through uh, June or so. And at that point, probably do some kind of maintenance through the summer and then a more fall fat loss phase again. So that's kind of how you can plan your year. Um, of course, you'd want to extend the phases you want to focus more on. So if you wanted to lose more fat, then gain muscle, you'd maybe want to do three months of fat loss, couple months of muscle gain, few more months of fat loss, you know, kind of do this up and down approach with more time spent in the goal you want to focus on. So let's get into some of the points I have written down here about how to change from losing weight to gaining muscle. Again, everybody, no matter your goal, even if you're very overweight or your goal isn't to gain muscle, it's just to look leaner. Everyone should go through some kind of gaining phase at some point. There's a lot of benefits to it. One benefit is the mental break you get. You take away all the diet fatigue. You, you know, are able to eat more food. You're able to kind of lose um, obsession with the scale and weight going down, able to focus on gym performance and, you know, fun things like that, social life even. Another big, big benefit is the metabolic benefit, actually what's going on inside your body as you're eating more calories, more carbs, burning more energy, adding more tissue that burns more energy, your metabolism will improve slightly. And most of that is from increased expenditure because you have more food to draw from for fuel. And then also the added tissue is going to burn more calories. If you weigh 140 and you gain muscle up to 145, you're going to burn more calories at 145. Uh, and then of course, physique changes. People say they want to look leaner, toned, whatever. A big portion of that is actual muscle you have to gain underneath the fat to see, right? You could lose all the fat you have. You could get to a very low body fat percentage. You'd probably look pretty good. But if you don't have any muscle to show for it, you might be a little bit disappointed in what you look like. So physique changes kind of are this combo of gaining muscle in the right areas and losing body fat from your whole body. And then I already talked about diet fatigue. I just want to mention that again. As you go through a diet phase, diet fatigue builds up big time. So it's important to um, take breaks, not diet forever, and stay on top of that. Because if you kind of let this diet fatigue go out of control and go unchecked, you're going to end up falling off track completely, binging, whatever, because you're going to just feel so run down and demotivated from the diet. So what does a typical year look like for someone who wants to lose fat primarily? I would say you probably want to spend about the first three months of the year, January, February, March, in a diet, losing weight, join the New Year's resolutioners, just do it, whatever. From March, um, maybe until April, good idea to do like some kind of maintenance you have a new lower body weight, you've been 12 weeks of dieting, you're probably 10 to 20 pounds lighter than you were if you were effective during that 10, during that 12 weeks. 
So from March to April, or maybe you can even extend that to May, you could, you know, maintain, keep that body weight where it is. A maintenance phase alone will help reduce the diet fatigue, kind of show you what you look like with a little bit more calories, help your social life, that kind of thing. And then from that point on, wherever you end that maintenance phase, you could do a short mini cut is something I sometimes do about three to four weeks just to lose a little bit more fat or just jump right into a muscle gain phase through the summer. A very, very slow one. You would gain really slowly through the summer, um, you know, and you know, you don't want to gain too much weight, stay pretty lean, but maybe you end up switching to another maintenance phase or cut around August or September. And from there, you can get to about the holidays and then just maintain through the holidays. That's a good way to do it where most of your time is spent dieting, uh, but with enough breaks to minimize diet fatigue and still gain a little bit of muscle through the year. If your goal is kind of more like mine, where you more so want to avoid too much dieting, gain more muscle, it would look more like my year looks, which is more like New Year's to maybe like March or February, you're going to diet, then you're going to gain muscle all the way through the summer and then maybe maintain through the rest of the summer, one diet in the fall that's shorter and then maintain through the holidays. So let's talk about what you need to do for each goal and why you can't just do both at the same time, right? Because everyone comes, everybody comes to me and says, Jordan, I want to gain muscle and lose fat. How do I set my nutrition for that? You just need to stop trying to do everything at the same time, honestly. People want the answer when they come with that question. They want an answer that says how to do it at the same time. You can tell them maintenance, I guess, maintain, main gain, whatever, uh, like a recomp approach. It doesn't work that well. What works better, what's more optimal is phases of deficits and surpluses because to gain muscle, you need to be eating more than you burn. To lose body fat, you need to be burning more than you eat. These are opposite things. They're like magnets that don't go together, right? They're pushing against each other. So you need to take some time in one, some time in the other. And how do you switch from one to the other is kind of the question I'm answering in this show. Well, do you add calories slowly or jump right up to the surplus is another question I get if you do switch from a gain or a diet to a gain phase. There is the concept of reverse dieting, which is a slow increase in calories up to gaining calories or maintenance. This has some pros. One big pro of reverse dieting is that it's mentally not very scary, right? Because for some people, it's pretty scary to jump up five, 600 calories from where they were dieting. They're scared of gaining weight. They're scared of that water weight spike, and they're worried they're going to undo all the progress they just made. A reverse diet takes care of this by small increases, maybe 50, 100 calories a week until you get up to that point you would have got to anyways. The con is that it just takes way longer and you're kind of still on a diet for three or four weeks in that um, and that you're kind of wasting time as far as muscle gain is concerned because you're still not optimally gaining muscle until you're above maintenance anyways. I like reverse dieting for some people, mainly people who have been dieting for a very, very long time because it's mentally and physically easier to adapt to those increases if they're smaller. Now you could just jump right to maintenance and just by the very definition of maintenance, you wouldn't have a problem, right? People are scared of gaining weight when they jump to maintenance because it's higher than their diet calories. 
but just by the definition of the word maintenance means you're maintaining calories, right? You're maintaining your weight. You shouldn't gain any weight if you're going to maintenance. Maybe you have a little weight fluctuation of water weight because your carbs go up, but you really won't see anything. The con of maintenance is just that you're spinning your wheels, right? You're maintaining. You're not making progress gaining or losing if you're maintaining. And then you could jump right from dieting to muscle gain, a huge jump right from a deficit to a surplus. You surpass maintenance in one big jump. And I prefer this typically unless I choose to deload and training first, and then I'll do a maintenance phase. But I like this jump to surplus because I feel like I'm not wasting any time. I don't slack in the gym. I don't feel like I'm spinning my wheels. Jumping to a surplus also reduces uh, diet fatigue in the same way as maintenance does. I just don't typically see the need for a maintenance phase unless I want to mentally just take a break like through the holidays or the very end of summer when I'm really busy. When you do switch to muscle gain, and this could be plugged in for maybe reverse diet or maintenance as well because you need to you know, switch to one of these goals. Um, one thing you would want to do is to see what your diet foods are, your high-volume foods, and just reduce those a little bit. That's kind of like how I did with the big salad, the vegetables, um, because you don't need the stomach filled up from these things. And really the benefit of high volume foods, like whatever it's going to be, sugar-free jello, um, you know, diet sodas, um, big salads, steamed veggies. These are all things that are okay, but they're really there just to fill your stomach up and help you eat less, which you don't need to do if you're in a gaining phase or maintenance. So you could just drop these a little bit, take a couple of them out. Don't waste your money and, stomach room on those, but don't drop all your diet foods. And when I say diet foods, I just mean the foods you're eating in a fat loss phase. It might be chicken breast, broccoli, you know, oatmeal, egg whites, whatever you're eating that helps you hit your macros for that diet phase. Don't drop all of these out because your appetite will increase when your calories go up. Kind of that weird balancing uh, phenomenon that I'm kind of in right now, right? I'd like to eat four or five bagels a day but right now I don't have the calories to do that. My appetite went up. My calories only went up partially. So it's important to not just completely flip the switch in your mind and go into a dirty bulk. When you do increase calories going from dieting to gaining muscle, you would want to increase primarily carbohydrates. So why not protein? Well, actually with higher calories and higher carbs, that is protein sparing in itself. So you actually need less protein than you did in a diet to keep and build muscle. When your calories are lower, you need a little bit more protein to efficiently retain all your muscle. And why not fat? Really just because fat is converted to body fat a little bit quicker and more efficiently by the body than carbs or protein. So if I'm in a surplus, I try not to eat too much fat. Usually I'm around like 80 grams a day or so, which might seem high to you. For my calories, it's really not that high. Um, I'll be four or 500 grams of carbs, 80 grams of fat. So most of my carb sources come from um, you know, more pure carbs like white rice, pasta, potatoes, vegetables, fruit. And that's another benefit I find is that when you increase mainly carbs instead of carbs and fat going up, you're more likely to choose better whole foods because you don't have um, 
the combination of carbs and fat that a lot of processed foods have. And I just mean like, look at the nutrition label of potato chips, look at fruit, like what are the macros here? It's like all carbs for fruit and then carbs and fat combo for potato chips. What's giving you more benefit? Probably the fruit. And it's harder to fit in the processed junk if you um, don't have as much fat to work with still. And carbs will help with training more than anything else as well, which is why you're doing a gaining phase, right? Is to optimize your training, build muscle. Carbs will help do that. Over time, you will need to drop some diet foods off and put in more palatable foods, right? Like when I'm six, eight weeks into the muscle gain phase, I'm not as hungry. Um, you know, maybe I kind of get bored of the diet foods, like say it's a protein source. If it's chicken breast, maybe I'll drop it for more like Greek yogurt, maybe cheese, maybe beef, like put in some things that have more calories in them, but are more palatable and still get me to the targets that I have for carbs. Maybe you start putting in more cereal, pasta, white rice, even sugar, liquid calories once in a while, because you just have so many to work with. You don't need to fill it all up with fruits and vegetables like you do in a diet. Another thing you can do, and I recommend doing when you switch from a uh, weight loss phase to a gaining phase, is to time your carbs a little bit more than you were before. You have the extra carbs. You might as well time them around training. Again, this is what we're trying to do, optimize training, so you might as well add those carbs around training, right? So you're getting, say you're getting 100 extra carbs when you move over to a gaining phase. Instead of just eating those all at dinner in the form of ice cream or dessert, time them around training, have maybe 75 before training, 30, 60 minutes before training, and maybe another 25 post-workout. There's your extra surplus for the day, and you just optimize your training even more, helped recovery, and you're going to gain more muscle because of that. And I, if I'm in a diet, that could be beneficial too. But honestly, I just focus on adherence for the whole day and the whole week. Like do whatever I need to do with my meal timing to adhere because that's the most important thing over the long term of a diet. And remember everybody, when you switch to a cut from a gain, everything I said for the last 20 minutes is flipped. You'll slowly gain, uh, you slowly add in more diet foods you will reduce some of those palatable foods. You'll drop some of the high carb foods around training. You know, you will add in more high volume options that fill your stomach up and focus on that a little bit more. Um, even you need to accept that training might be not optimized as much recovery will be worse. These are the kind of things to think about. Overall, the message I want to give is to do it. Switch your goals up. Phase your year, like I mentioned a little bit ago, go through a couple months of each phase. You will slowly change your body for the better doing these kind of cycles, and you won't be spinning your wheels just trying to do everything at the same time or forever dieting. Thank you for listening to this show. This was episode 471 of the podcast. If you have questions about how to phase your nutrition and your training for your goals, reach out to me, jordanstoltzfitness at gmail.com, or you can drop a comment on YouTube at Fit. And I will help you out there. Thank you so much for watching on YouTube or listening on Spotify or Apple or whatever other service you use. Take it easy, everybody. See you next time.